Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. And I'm Jason Lipschutz. Whoa. Billboard's senior director of music. Hey, wow. Jason. Oh, hey guys! I didn't here? see you over there. Oh my wow. god! How did you slip into the room? Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> How did who who, who, yelled, who let you in? <laughs> we have to say welcome back to Jason, who obviously started this podcast with Keith. Oh. So the OG listeners know already. It was Jason's idea for the podcast. Oh, yes. you guys. And the only reason you get to listen to this show every week is because it's of because Jason. That's of absolutely Jason. not true. He continually 100. lets us do it every week. <laughs> every week he, he asks he, permission. He, pays, like, he can keep he, doing it. He pays the server bills to keep the show loaded up on the websites that you're listening to it on right now. Um, but that said, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop like Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Today on the show, we're focusing on the likely contenders for Song of the Year at the upcoming Grammy Awards. What song will join previous winners such as This Is America, Rolling in the Deep, Tears in Heaven, and Killing Me Softly? Hmm. Well... We're going to make some guesses, so stay tuned. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, you should subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Okay, so let's talk Grammys. <laughs> wow. We, we dragged Jason in here to talk about the upcoming Grammy nominations. Uh, the 2020 nominations will be announced on November 20th, and the eligibility period for the upcoming awards ran from October 1st, 2018, through August 31st of this year. And as we all have been talking about on every other Grammy nomination show, it's a truncated eligibility period because the Grammys are earlier this year because the Oscars stole their weekend. Yeah, so, what the heck? We've got January Grammys this year. Screw you, Oscars. <laughs> Actually, we love you, and we'll probably do forecasting <laughs> yeah. episodes about the Oscar for yes. Best Original Song. Um, okay, so this show is the fourth and final, I think, of our series <laughs> of episodes dedicated to forecasting the big four categories. Well, yeah, if we've had four, the big four, this is the it's fourth. It's got to be the it's final. It's got to be the final one. Um, so we've been forecasting so far Album of the Year, Best New Artist, and Record of the Year, and now we're going to do song of the year and keep in mind all four of those categories will have eight nominations each and also keep in mind that the song of the year category recognizes the songwriters who actually wrote the lyrics and or melodies of a song Um, song of the year is of course different from record of the year which is always like probably the biggest question that we get at billboard every year like what is the difference i think artists sometimes know yeah uh, for real so um record recognizes the artist producer and engineer involved with crafting a specific recording of a song this one is all about the songwriters Mm. so let's just dive in we all chose kind of our top five (laughs) and shockingly there was not one that was common between all three of us we clearly have different tastes we do but we do have some that were common between two of us at least and uh mostly mostly you two (laughs) mostly yeah yeah, keith and i who uh are sharing a brain i can't help it if jason just voted for a bunch of charlie xcx songs yeah (laughs) you know but it's actually it's a top five it's a group top five (laughs) from the ones that we shared at least two votes between so uh we'll start with one that jason did not pick nope and that would be uh previous pop shop guest lewis capaldi with someone you love i was getting kind of used to being someone you love to let my god 
Uh, so Keith, why was this one on your top five? Well, uh, and there there is a Twitter comment lingering in my head where they took issue with how we were forecasting nominations for another category by saying like, oh, so and so will fill this slot, or so and so will like. I'm like, you know, unfortunately, that's how people sort of like guess you know nominations sometimes like and that's why the recording academy has like the committee that the looks committee over that look everything over. at the end is to make sure that all genres are so represented knowing how um singer songwriters like lewis capaldi though obviously on this particular track he actually shares songwriting credit with four other people that kind of surprised me i thought he wrote it himself yeah well <laughs> um because he is a singer-songwriter and because he's sort of, you know, kind of in the same vein as a Ed Sheeran, let's say, um, British, well, I mean Scottish, um, I think that kind of is very appealing to the Recording Academy. Yes. And also, it's a huge hit. It's a ballad. It's Which is different. You know, heartstrings pulling, you know, and I think all these things kind of add up like ballad, you know, singer-songwriter, you know, emotional, love song, and it's like a great success story for someone that people aren't very familiar with from, like, the past year with a huge number one record. I think all these things kind of add up to, yeah, that seems likely. Yes. I, for me, that was, like, my for sure pick. Maybe also, it's a good song. Wow. Maybe Jason wants to say why maybe it's well, not a for sure pick. So here's the thing. I, I think you're right in in all of that explanation and, and songs like this have historically done well at the Grammys. I definitely think it could get nominated. There there are two things. I think that it doesn't help that this is so recent, like it so recently hit number one, mm-hmm. that I feel like it just feels almost too new. I feel like that helps it. Because right now it's in the middle of being a huge hit when people are thinking about it and actually going into the final rounds to vote. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just, it, it feels like it, it broke a little bit too late to me. I mm-hmm. guess we'll, I guess we'll see, but we I just, see. I don't know. It, it hit number one in October. Uh, I, it just, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit skeptical. I also know that Louis Capaldi is not, you know, all, much love to Louis Capaldi. <laughs> He's not quite at that household name right. level uh, yeah. uh, as some of the artists that we're going to be speaking about. Now, look. You go back to a song like The A-Team by Ed Sheeran, that got nominated for Song of the Year, and he wasn't, he was basically at the same level as Louis, back then as Louis Capaldi is at now. So you never know, but I, I don't know. I just think that obviously it's a big hit, checks a lot of boxes, but I just feel like the timing was a little bit off and mm-hmm. I, it didn't come to mind. Okay, so one that Jason and I did share was Billie Eilish's Bad Guy. Yeah. And let's play a little bit of it. Oh, right yeah. now. Oh, wow. I kind of forgot about that. I'm like, people will figure out the Louis Capaldi thing, but now we're actually going to tell you. Now we're going to play a little bit of Bad Guy. I'm the bad guy. Duh. Okay, so Jason. What a why? great. That was great hearing that song again. It was. It was really good. <laughs> great to revisit it. Yeah. It really reminds you why we chose it as a possible song of the year contender. Well, my, my thing is, you know, look. You try to prognosticate the Grammy nominations uh, just from like sta- like stepping back for a second. You you try to look at the main storylines of you know the inescapable songs, the songs that have kind of defined the year. I I think Bad Guy is definitely one of them. Mm. I just would be I I make these guesses by things that like by the criteria is like I would be very surprised if Billie Eilish got shut out of the major categories. Yeah. Um. And just this just feels like. You know, it was so clearly her biggest hit. Uh, it hit number one. It got like a big remix with Justin Bieber. Like, I don't know. It just, I, I, it's a no-brainer to me. 
And um, we always mention on these nomination shows, our awards editor, Paul Grine, who's been doing a lot of reporting leading up to the show, he had an article about how Billie Eilish could be uh, could follow in Christopher Cross's footsteps yeah. and get nominations in all of the big four categories and potentially win all of them. But, you know, this is all we'll see. But I was actually looking at when it came to Best New Artist that Billy and Lizzo seem like the biggest contenders. And I kind of feel like if Billy were to get nominations in all of the big four categories, that that would be the way that she could win Best New Artist over Lizzo if yeah. she can secure all four. And I think that Bad Guy is just a well-written song. Her and Phineas, of course, her brother, wrote it. Um, huge hit song. I think that it makes all the sense in the world for it to be nominated. Yeah. Keith, um, you, uh, what, do you, what do you think? Well, that was not... That is, I mean, again, this is these are the five songs that two out of the three of us had consensus on because there was no song that all three of us... Correct. I did not have that on my list because I felt like... I feel like it's a shoe-in for Record of the Year. Yes. And, I'm, and again, if we had... If we were assigned before the show started to pick five contenders that we thought were possibilities, even though we know it's going to be... It just seems so hard to right. pick. So that said... If it were eight, maybe. But I feel like this song, obviously it's a great song in terms of its songwriting, but I feel like the production of it and the performance of it and the way it was made, I think, outshines the writing the the writing element obviously obviously you can't have a song and cool production without a great song that has been written. I just feel like I think this year there are going to be probably a couple songs that shine in terms of production and some that shine in terms of songwriting. And I think this one might get record, but not song. Okay. And that actually leads well into our next one, uh, which I did not pick pretty much for the same reason that Keith just stated, which is Lizzo's Truth Hurts. I think that and that's a shoe in. We're going to listen. Let's to listen to a bit of Truth oh, Hurts. Yes. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent that bitch. Even when I'm crying crazy. Yeah, I got boy problems. That's the human I think that Lizzo's Truth Hurts is a shoe in for record of the year because I just think, like, it's a vibe. And that's, like, why it's been so fun and so successful um, and such a big hit. Eight weeks at number one in the Hot 100. Um, but I think the songwriting, while that opening line is a triumph, I think that uh, this is more of a record of the year than song of the year contender. But my two co-hosts and the OG Pop Shop co-hosts, <laughs> clearly this is the one that you guys agreed on. The one and only that you agreed on, by the way. Oh. Um, so why don't we have you guys talk about why you think this is a good song of the year? I already just talked a whole bunch, so Jason, you know. <laughs> Well, I think just for the just for what you, you mentioned in terms of the emphasis on the songwriting. And it, to go back to Bad Guy, I think both Bad Guy and Truth Hurts do really have like memorable songwriting and memorable lines. Mm-hmm. I think Truth Hurts... Uh, has that a little bit more. Uh, uh, you know, I think about a song like Truth Hurts, and so much of that song is about, you know, the the lyrical focus, uh, the kind of attitude that Lizzo injects into every mm-hmm. word and every phrase. Um, like the Minnesota Viking line, like doesn't really <laughs> even make that much sense, but it's just is so fun and, and so memorable. Uh, to me, I could I could see Truth Hurts getting Song of the Year and not Record of the Year. I think I think oh, Bad Guy. Yeah, I think Bad Guy. I would. I think that Bad Guy is more likely to get both. I think Bad Guy to me is such a great marriage of the production as well as and the performance, but also you have that kind of those memorable lyrics. Those really like you know, it's it's easy to dismiss a like 
the the I'm a bad guy pause duh, duh. like because but it's it, that's a brilliant lyric uh-huh. like it's it, it, it's one of the most memorable musical moments of the year yeah. and that is a testament to the songwriting so there you go and how about Lizzo for you Keith I think uh, Truth Hurts is just every other line is filled with the, like this memorable moment and like this twist of phrase where you're just like, that's funny, that's witty, that's just, yep. God, that's just like so great. And I just think that there's more of those like, you know, per minute than there are in Bad Guy. No shade to Bad Guy, but what I remember most from Bad Guy is like, you know, the seduce your dad type, da 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 bum, bum, Bad Guy, duh. Like I remember <laughs> those things. Right. Whereas Truth Hurts, I remember a lot more moments. Mm. But Bad Guy is such a production versus Truth Hurts, which is a vibe at the same time. Like Truth Hurts has a great production as well. So totally. I think Truth Hurts will get nominated for both. Okay, so let's move on to our next song. We're going to listen to a little bit of Marin Morris's Girl. Baby, girl, don't you hang your head low. Don't you lose your head I'll talk about this one because uh, Keith and I shared this pick. Um, but I think that Keith just likes to defer to me when it comes to country things. So sure. I'll talk. And I'm also a girl. So I'll talk. Um, <laughs> I think this is a very likely uh, representative of the country genre in this category. Um, it's a well-written song written Mar- by Marin, uh, Greg Kirsten, and Sarah Ahrens. So in the scheme of like current songwriting, that's very few human beings that worked on that song. And it's empowering. It's got a great message. It's uplifting. It led like a total superstar Marin Morris album of the same name. It's just a moment. And I think that it's the one for country in this category. And sorry again that we think that there's like a spot for country, but it's kind of how things typically work. I mean, so I, I think there is a spot for country. Yeah. And this is the one I mean, the there could be two me. spots. You never know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll talk about some other yeah. options after, uh, after this. Our final pick that we, any of us share, hmm. <laughs> is uh, Keith and I on Taylor Swift's Oh, sorry, no, was this was, Jason? Yeah, this was me. Yeah. Sorry, I just... That's okay. Keith's like, no. I love you, Taylor. <laughs> Shake his head. Um, let's listen to a bit of Taylor Swift's Lover. Lover. I'm just super happy that this is the one that she submitted. Um, you know, artists are clearly strategic about what they submit for Song of the Year versus Record of the Year versus any of the other categories. And this is the only spot where Lover is submitted. And... It's written by Taylor Swift alone. Yep. That's it. It is her at a piano. It's kind of how she started. It's what you think of Taylor. You think of her and a guitar, her and a piano, just like writing a heartfelt, personal song. And it, I think this just nails it and is the title track of a, another blockbuster album and just seems like a total obvious pick um, for how the Recording Academy, I think, will likely honor Taylor at the Grammys this year. Yeah, just a really, and you said it all, Katie, but just a really smart pick. You you think about the first two singles uh, of the Lover era, Me and You Need to Calm Down, and, and instead she submitted a song that is uh, much more muted but so much more powerful, um, and I think it's got a great shot. I agree. Okay, so that's the only places where we agree. <laughs> Otherwise, like, let's just have each of us talk about our other, like, things in the top five. So, Jason, you've got a couple more in your top five. What were those? Uh, I do. So I I think that Khalid could have a pretty big night. Um, I know that, and and part of it is because I um, he might get 
might not immediately come to mind because his album came out in April and, you know, those songs have been around for so long. But you think about uh, a song like Talk, and I, I think that's a little bit better suited for Record of the Year, but I think that it could just be a, such a big night for Khalid overall. Best New Artist nominee. He's headlining arenas. He's had a huge album, huge hit singles this year. Um, Talk makes a lot of sense in this category to me. Um, and then my other one, my little wild card pick. <laughs> um, you know, we're coming off a year in which uh, Song of the Year finally went to a, a hip-hop song with Childish Gambino's This Is America. I do think that uh, hip-hop does have um, more chances now to be represented in Song of the Year. So I picked 21 Savages a lot, featuring J. Cole. Uh, I think that, first of all, it was it was a pretty big hit. I think it uh, hit the top 20 of the Hot 100. I think it was actually top, wasn't it top 10? That that was from Paul's list, I think, of things that made it. Or am I making that You're up? You're looking at me as if I looked at the list earlier. Well, I, I was looking at you oh, as like person. chart guy. Chart guy. Sure. I believe it but peaked at number 12 on the Hot 100. Oh, okay, great. Just great. saying. <laughs> um, 21 Savage, uh, really compelling story. He's been one of the defining uh, artists in hip-hop over the last three or four years. J. Cole has never really had that kind of major Grammy moment. Uh, this song could just be sort of a galvanizing force for both artists. And um, a lot of the power of this song does come from the uh, lyrics. And, yeah, I love it. So that is my I, – I, I shouldn't say that that's, like, a lock or anything, but I do think, like, that that's my – yeah. Well, we appreciate you TBD. representing hip-hop because Keith and I don't do it enough on this yeah. show. So there you go. It's um, called the pop shop for a reason. It's pop shop. This is true, but hip-hop is pop now. Um, so, Keith, talk to me about your other two picks. Um, my other two picks were Maggie Rogers' Light On. Um, that's the first of the two, and I think it's just a great pop record. Um, I feel like she could have that Brandi Carlisle moment this year at the Grammys. I think so, I think so too. And um, – uh, Gary Clark Jr. with This Land. Um, it's it's a song that uh, Gary Clark Jr. is a black man, uh, for those who don't know. Uh, he owns a 50-acre ranch in Texas, and the song was inspired by how he was on his property one day, and a white man came up to him and asked him, like, who lives here? And Gary Clark Jr. was like, I do. And he's like, no, really, who's the, like, who's the landowner? And he's like, me. And he kept getting angry about it, like this white dude. And he, this song was inspired by that. So I feel like Gary Clark Jr. is, is someone who the Recording Academy likes a lot. Um, the only, the first, my first introduction to him was him performing at the Grammys. There you go. So. And I think a song like this, which um, touches on a lot of cultural things that are happening right now. There are, there's a lyric that references Trump, uh, President Trump. Um, so I feel like this could be a very kind of... Um, interesting nomination if they want to kind of go that far mm-hmm. and it's and if if they were willing to nominate this is america a year ago and mm-hmm. have it win you know maybe maybe they would be um daring and put this in there as well this year's statement and you just want woody guthrie to get a song of the year nomination in the year woody 2020 guthrie, co-songwriter of uh, this land with gary <laughs> clark jr okay so my only pick that was not shared with either of you was uh post malone and swaley's sunflower very which, likely that is a very Melodic songs, yep. Post Malone uh, has been uh, honored in the big four categories before by the Recording Academy. Last year, I believe it, he was, or was it last year that Rockstar was up, or maybe two yeah, years ago? Yeah, last year. Was it last year? Yeah. In uh, Record of the Year. Featuring but, 21 Savage, but by I the think, way. I think, <laughs> that's right. I think that uh, this could be uh, 
Post Malone's first Song of the Year nomination. And if not this, then maybe next year with Circles, which is the greatest song ever, but it's uh, ineligible because it came after the eligibility period. So beyond our top five lists, um, we kind of just looked at some other plausible Song of the Year nominees, and we just wanted to highlight a few of these, you know, just falling right outside of our top, because there are going to be eight nominees, so lots of things will be honored. I'll start um, by talking about Lady Gaga's Always Remember Us This Way. Now, of course, A Star is Born came out in October, um, and Shallow uh, won a ton at last year's show, and so people might think that we're over this whole thing, <laughs> but yeah. I'm not. So <laughs> that's why I'm bringing this up. This, to me, was the strongest song in the movie. Um, it was the moment where wow. I just like was I like kind of fell in love with Allie as an artist. And so <laughs> I think that uh, if we're going to keep the A Star's, tra- A Star's Train, A Star's Born Train rolling, this would be an amazing thing to honor. And Song of the Year would be the perfect category. Just very quickly for me, uh, I want to shout out Halsey's Without Me, which mm. is just a beautifully written song. Uh, it hit number one on the Hot 100. I, I think it's really powerful. And I, I wrote a piece earlier this year just about how heart-wrenching the lyrics are if you actually really pay attention to them. Uh, Halsey has not been a Grammy darling in the past, but this is a really, really strong track, and I, I hope it gets nominated. And her first solo number one on the Hot 100. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with... Jonas Brothers, Sucker. Oh, for song of the year. Why not? <laughs> it's just, it's an incredibly catchy pop song, and it's its its really a great example of, like, power pop, like, super catchy, and it was a great moment for the Jonas Brothers, and it's just, it's a really fun, catchy, super pop song, so why can't we throw one of those in there? Yeah. Yeah. And now, what are we doing? It's time for... Oh, the chart stat of the week. <laughs> Twenty years ago this week, a future Song of the Year winner was in the midst of a smashing run at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart as Santana's Smooth, featuring Rob Thomas, spent its fourth of a 12-week run at number one. It was Santana's first number one on the Hot 100 after only getting two previous top tens back in 1970 with Evil Ways and Black Magic Woman. Smooth, of course, was from Santana's Supernatural album, which teamed the band, led by guitarist Carlos Santana, with such artists as Thomas, Lauren Hill, Everlast, Mana, Dave Matthews, Eagle Eye Cherry, and Eric Clapton. The album and its music would become a huge success and really mark a new chapter in Santana's career. The album topped the Billboard 200 for 12 weeks, while it also claimed a slew of Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year, Record of the Year for Smooth, and Song of the Year, again, for Smooth. So there you have it. This week in 1999, Smooth was in the middle of a 12-week run at number one on the Hot 100 before going on to win multiple Grammys, including Record and Song of the Year. Alrighty. It's always a good time to talk about smooth. Give me your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. <laughs> that was far too <laughs> casual. <laughs> um, it's been great having you back on the show. Yes. Jason. Man, this has been a hot one. <laughs> it's been a hot one. Like seven inches from the midday sun. Is yeah. it seven inches? Seven inches. Yeah. Is it seven, seven inches? Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, thank you guys for having me. It's you know, you're going to be back here a lot in the next few months, so That's hopefully true. this is just like the oh, beginning. Yeah, I know. Hopefully I'll, you know, crash the party a little bit I more. I think we can figure that out. Yeah. Crash my party, like Luke Bryan. Is that what we should go out with? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, any particular favorite song of the year winners of the past? Oh. I did just refresh and look at, like, the last five years of... Uh, mm. of so something that is not This Is America. Since right. we did that on the record well, of the year one. Hello, of course, is incredible. We Adele. Yeah. All right. Let's say goodbye with hello. Wow. <laughs> oh, bye. Bye. So happy.